Welcome to the Talented Learning Show podcast series, episode 15, independent tech analyst John Lay. Today I interview Barry Kelly, founder and CEO of Thought Industries, about the burgeoning customer learning industry. You can find more of our content at talentedlearning.com. Wow, the 15th episode already. How fast did that go? Well, like always, I'm excited for today's interview. On this show, I'm fortunate to interview the world's leading experts in extended enterprise learning solutions from both the vendor and the practitioner perspectives. From the vendor perspective, our guest today is Barry Kelly, CEO and co-founder of Thought Industries, one of the original and leading pure extended enterprise learning solutions on the market. Barry is a passionate innovator with a proven track record in web and mobile product development and extensive experience in e-learning, internet and social media marketing, and creative digital strategy. And as you'll hear today, certainly an expert in customer engagement and learning. As an extended enterprise enthusiast for almost 25 years, I was thrilled to discover Thought Industries when they and Talented Learning were first getting started. But now many know their name. Barry, welcome. We're thrilled to have you here today. Thanks a million, John. Great to be here. Thanks for inviting me. Awesome. Well, this is great. Uh, I've been studying this market my whole life, and when I found you guys and your focus on looking outside uh, the organization for learning technology, training value, uh, I knew I found a a common spirit or a kindred spirit. So tell us about Thought Industries, uh, your role at the organization, and why you founded the company. Why don't we start there? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely, yeah. Thanks, John. Yeah, um, you know, I think this is the same from our side. I think you know, I mentioned early on when we met, reading your your, your blogs and, and the articles you were publishing, it was just a breath of fresh air in, ter- in terms of your view of the world. And you know, I think very much aligned with you know where we were headed as a company at the time. But um, yeah, to give you a little bit of background on, on Thought Industries, um, you know, as you mentioned earlier on, one of the co-founders, uh, CEO, um, we've been around about just uh, over five years years now um, and you know we set out essentially our vision really was to set out and, and build um, learning technology that was going to enable organizations to, to deliver external or extended enterprise learning um, really it came uh, I've been in, in online learning for about 20 years um, one of my first jobs in, in the business was working at Berkeley College of Music I uh, worked on a team to, to help build the uh, online school there and, and spent plenty of time understanding you know what it takes to sort of deliver online learning as well as the sort of Go to market sites. So I spent a, a lot of time in the in the in the front lines of the business, helping sort of build and grow the customer base or learner base there. So, um, always really been focused on organizations that were looking to deliver sort of that external learning. Um, there's a lot of very very specific, as I found over the years, building teams and and creating technologies. Um, I suppose what I found uh, along the way was that y- you would have to either find a, a learning management system at the time, or you'd have to build something from the ground up, and then bolt on lots of different types of technologies in order to be able to get your business off the ground. Um, so our vision, really, at Thought Industries was to bring all those things together in one place. And that includes, you know, things like micrositing, um, building storefronts, integrated e-commerce, the ability to license, the ability to be able to author courses right in the browser, and essentially really um, one place, a platform to, to help organizations really be able to grow and scale um, a complex, and as we know, the they're very complex, uh, especially in this day and age, uh, learning businesses. Um, and, you know, over the years, we've been very fortunate to, uh, to grow and bring on uh, a lot of great clients who have really shared in our vision for, um, for the future of learning and learning delivery. 
Mm-hmm. So for our, for our audience, help, help, can we dig down into that a little bit? And like, what would be the, the type of organization that would have a learning business? And you know, what are the use cases that uh, they're, they're trying to, to solve uh, with that? Yeah, you know, I think we um, we are very very focused. I suppose on two two particular market segments. I think number one, you know, what we we call sort of you know for profit learning, um, and that that really sort of caters to a, a number of organizations, uh, training companies um, who are um, you know creating and delivering um, you know learning, whether that's licensing their learning into uh, large organizations or whether they're selling sort of direct into. A particular market and also um, caters for certification management or continuing education professional you know education where organizations who are providing certifications you know across uh, uh, lots of different industries from sort of aviation to healthcare and all the complexity of delivering that that, that all of those um, as well as associations and uh, consulting organizations who really want to create sort of more virtual learning delivery and that really is that's sort of one market for us um, and, and we have a product Called the learning business platform that's kind of focused in that area. Uh, we also have another um, uh, product called the customer learning platform that's focused exclusively on exactly what it sounds like, customer learning. Um, you know, I think over the years, um, um, especially over the last two and a half years, we had a lot of organic sort of inbound requests from software companies, in particular SaaS software companies, uh, who are looking to and do a do a better job of training their their customers. And and there's some very very specific correlations, but between um, the process of training and behavior change and uh, the prevention of churn um, and retention for your, for your customers is a very, very important thing. Um, when, as a software company, uh, when your customers are paying monthly or annually, um, you got to make sure that um, they're getting value for your product. And in order to do that, you got to make sure that they're trained. So our technology or technologies or two products, um, you know, work very, very specifically in those two particular uh, market segments and, and work with our organizations who are who are running businesses in, the, in those categories wow that's uh, that's really interesting and and, and certainly different than uh, a traditional use of a, a learning platform for employees or or, or for students uh, uh, certainly uh, so from a, a customer land you mentioned that that SaaS companies or SaaS software companies uh, so is that the biggest market is there other it seems like every industry would be training their customers to some degree uh, deep why, why, why would you call out the SaaS companies in particular? Is there, is there a reason? Or is- yeah, I think yeah, particularly I think, um, you know, we're a SaaS company ourselves. So I think, you know, we, cer- we certainly um, suffer a lot of the challenges that many organizations do, especially in this area. I would say, you know, I think there's two sides to the customer learning. Certainly product companies or, or service companies that, you know, have a customer base that want to provide very, very specific learning or training uh, program to them. But I would say that's a smaller percentage than <laughs> – than the actual software companies. Um, you know, uh, if you really get into, as we get into, I suppose, and, and dissect, you know, specific sort of, uh, um, you know, challenges for, for software as a service organizations, it really comes down to, um, with SaaS technology, you're releasing features a lot. Um, really important, um, one of the key things to be able to do is help your organizations and your customers get value from your technology, right? And value means that they're being successful. 
um, like a faucet. If they're not getting success from it, they can turn it off right at any point in time. So there's a real focus on um, not, and then I think we're seeing a massive growth in the customer success in industry where frameworks and process have really been implemented. Some great technologies in the world um, gain sites, the client success, Totaris, um, Pure and Zeros. These are products that are really designed to kind of help manage the customer life cycle. Um, and I think, you know, we, where we, we come in and we plug into that is that we help those type of organizations, you know, help with the behavior change. So how do you help an organization or a customer at your organization get more benefit from your product? If they get more benefit from their product, they stay longer, they increase, um, you know, their need and their use of your technology, and um, and it prevents churn. Ultimately, everybody, um, you know, most SaaS companies are are working towards managing um, that 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 big Mac Daddy metric called churn, and so um, for us, and that's been a huge kind of focus um, in terms of uh, the types of organizations that are using our technology, and I suppose just organically, that's where there's tended to be sort of a big need. Hmm. Interesting. So you mentioned churn. You mentioned product proficiency. Uh, you know how quick. Uh, you know, you can get to that product proficiency and, and engagement. You know, all those are, you know, nice, swell terms. Uh, how do you, how do organizations get down to actually measuring whether this is working? What, is, what does that look like? Yeah. Well, that's a that's a great question. Um, you know, there's a, there's a couple of different ways ways that it, we can look at it. I think just be, sort of before we go there, I think we talk a little bit about where where are the particular um, what are the particular times in the customer lifecycle that are critical to um, to success and engagement and growth. So at the end of the day, right? And I think the very first one that most organizations in this category would agree on is is uh, onboarding, right? So you know, you make the best impression with you. Your, with your with your customers, you have the biggest amount of impact in, in that particular period of time. And for you know, sort of trial organiza- organizations that are providing SaaS products that are maybe on trial, you got to get somebody proficient with the product very very quickly. Or for organizations that maybe have a longer period of onboarding, that is a, such a critical time, right? You're configuring the software where um, you're helping the organization get to success. There's a there's a metric called uh, time to value, which is essentially uh, designed to help organizations measure. How how quickly uh, they can get their customers successful with the with their technology, and the success will mean will have to be def- can be defined in many ways. Right, success can be making revenue, or sending a great email campaign, or uh, being able to convert more users on your homepage, or whatever technologies you're using um, to have a particular desired outcome. Those are, um, you know, those those are critical for someone to continue to grow your use of the product um, over time. Um, and so, in order to measure those things, and I think as we start to look. Training, training is such an important part of that overall program. Um, and how does it have impact? Um, first of all, there's a very, very specific and simplistic sort of way to look at it. Um, as uh, for SaaS organizations that are delivering training, if you're doing it in a one-to-one, um, you know, uh, and there's a one-to-one engagements essentially with the with the customer, um, it just takes a lot of time. It's really hard to scale, and there's a high level of cost in order to be able to have a successful customer. Um, you may be able to do it. Maybe I'll do webinars where you can do one to many. That starts to get you a little bit more scale, I suppose, as well. Um, but essentially, what you're trying to do is um, give yourself the ability to be able to scale um, the delivery of training to your customers um, at a much higher rate. So, you know, some a customer can turn up for the very first time, be onboarded into your software. That's a great, it's a very, very specific, um, controlled environment when that happens. But organizations have um, personnel changes all the time. So, you know. Uh, 
you have many accounts out there where you know the team that was onboarded your 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 technology originally you know, moves to the next job, right? And those people have to be onboarded into your onto your technology, and there's risk at that point. So, how do you continue to do that? You're, you're talking about thousands, you know, hundreds of thousands for some organizations in their need to be able to influence behavior change. Um, one last point before I kind of get to how you measure it is that there's sort of two types of learning. There's one in this particular category. One is called contextual learning, which is show me which button to press and when to press that button and uh, when to hit the return, right? That's very contextual. If you take, for example, an email marketing system, you know, put the header in here, put your body copy here, put your call to action here and press send, right? Okay, now I know how to use your software. What we really need to teach, right, in the process is application learning. How to, what's going to make your customer successful is how to send a really great email campaign, right? So it's not necessarily about how to use your technology. It's about how to be successful with it. So, you know, pick a very, you know, pick a snappy subject line. Make sure your body copy is no more than, you know, 282 characters. Make sure that you have keyword density of X. Make sure your call to action button is green. You know, make sure you segment the list properly. You only send it on a Tuesday morning. Like all of these things um, that are not necessarily uh, connected to using your piece of technology or your product, they're connected to, you know, those customers being successful with it. That is key to retention and ultimately in growth and success of your customers. So that's how we begin to start to look at how training has an impact on these individuals. Um, and we can begin to measure that. You can measure it with churn. You can, we, um, a lot of times we, we, our customers are using learning, like onboarding pathways. So they're taking a new user through a pathway. And we can certify and make sure that they've gone through um, those particular, particular process. And when they've successfully moved through an onboarding process, you know this particular individual you know, has a higher chance of being successful with your technology than somebody that hasn't been onboarded at all or hasn't um, had a lot of experience. So we start to look at those metrics. We look at churn. We look at what we call negative churn. Um, and that is essentially the ability for um, you to grow your client base. So someone's moving up through tiers, software tiers, um, their usage is increasing and that usage is increasing because they understand how to use your product and are being more successful with it. So those are the things we start to look at. Obviously, there's other... Uh, um, types of engagement data we're looking at. We're looking at, you know, engagement in the learning and the training process, how far they're getting, what type of success they're having with it. Um, we work with customers to build things like success plans so you're able to check in and see if they're meeting their particular goals for the product as well. So it's a fascinating world. Um, it really is, and I think, you know, we're, we're very excited to be sort of at the heart of it um, in, in the whole part of behavior change and, 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 and sort of training and delivery and um, you know, we see we see a lot of growth in this particular area. Wow! So, if you're measuring all that, that's that's super interesting. If you're if you're measuring all that, uh, still help me connect the dots. How do they how do they actually know? Are they do they take the 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 training data and and merge that with like CRM data, or do they take you know ERP or CRM data and merge that with your data? Like, how do you get to the point where you can actually prove and say, you know, this is working, and you know, for every dollar that we spend in you know in, in this program, it's returning you know X back to us. Uh, how how do organizations yeah. go about that? That's the hard part. Nobody can figure sure. out. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't have um, I, I don't have the equation sitting in front of me, but I can tell you that you know we have a lot of customers 
customers who are doing this today. And, um, you know, it's really about um, taking uh, the blend um, of the engagement data and the training data and connecting that with engagement in the product, right? So a certain milestones, events that might be triggered in your product. So um, you can tell uh, um, by an event that's triggered in your product whether or not there's been a success. Maybe we come back to the email being sent, right? So uh, maybe the measure of success uh, for particular customer is a certain number of click-throughs um, or the delivery of, let's say, we know a customer that sends, you know, the first 25 emails from our system is going to have a higher propensity of, of being a retained customer or a growth customer, right? You have those metrics. If you're a SaaS company, you know what those usage engagement metrics are. Um, so essentially what you're doing is you're connecting the training strategy to getting that user to those 25 successful emails, right? And there might be other there's sub-metrics associated with that. Um, we, a certain uh, percentage of click-throughs means a higher um, sort of uh, possibility of success from those particular campaigns, um, and which will, uh, which obviously indicates growth. So in that case, what we're trying to do through the training process is we're trying to make sure that the individual really understands um, uh, core strategies for email marketing. Um, and we can, and there's all sorts of training uh, data that we're getting back, how engaged, which model, Modules, the content that they interact with, you know, have they interacted with micro learning around this particular uh, uh, piece of information? How have they moved to the pathway? Have we certified them that they've been successfully onboarded? And you can correlate very, very specifically the individual's level of engagement um, with their use and essentially their success of your product. And that's essentially where the rubber meets the road. Wow. Interesting. So a lot of the things that you're describing are all terms that, you know, in the broader learning industry, we're hearing, you know, from engagement to, you know, micro learning and micro sites. Could uh, specifically, could you give us some examples of maybe key features uh, that you would need to launch a, a customer learning program and, and why they're important? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I think uh, as we as we sort of look at the overall sort of technology stack or the things that that you sort of need, there's there's a lots of different components. I think um, you know one of the one of the first things that 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 we will sort of mention is the ability to create content efficiently, uh, efficiently. And maybe not all software companies, but certainly um, uh, some of them, but not all of them. You know, will have. Uh, individuals with sort of instructional design experience. They may be product team members, maybe people from the customer success support team who are responsible for the sort of training um, approaches. Um, so you want to be able to create uh, learning content efficiently and at a really high quality level. So the first thing really is is um, uh, authoring, right? So browser, we, we have a we have a browser-based authoring technology that allows individuals to be able to quickly create highly interactive learning experiences without having to do it in external technologies. Um, and so that's, a, I think, a really key a key thing so that levels the playing field for individuals to be able to do it. I think uh, the ability to create blended learning programs and pathways, so the ability to be able to take, and this is no different in, in sort of other technologies, I suppose, but the ability to be able to take your virtual training, your in-person training, your on, online sort of, you know, I suppose, on-demand courseware um, as well, as um, other components um, associated with that, like as we mentioned earlier, like micro-learning or other types of mentoring or whatever it may be, um, and be able to blend those together in a pathway. Not everything is created equal, I suppose, in, in this particular area because, you know, some things just have to be consultations. You know, you can't all, not everything um, can be delivered 
delivered, you know, in a self-paced manner. There's certain ways you're going to have to interact with your customers to help them configure your, and understand your product. So being able to stitch all those things together in a very seamless way, I think, are, are, is important. Um, I think uh, the ability for organizations to be able to group and uh, create um, essentially really um, more sort of uh, bespoke connected um, uh, organizations inside the technology as well. So grouping them together and being able to create a very, very specific uh, training program for those individuals or those customers and be able to manage and, and monitor the engagement of those particular cohorts um, easily in the technology as well. Obviously, commerce is something we're seeing more and more, um, you know, in this particular area. I think that probably leads to other questions about, you know, um, sort of the, the, the return on investment or maybe how to maybe even start to think about turning your training organization into a profit center um, as you start to look at these things. But commerce becomes really important there. Um, there's plenty of software organizations out there who are sort of charging for for their um, their, their learning program delivery. Um, not all of it, but certainly some of it. And so the ability to be able to to do that is important. I think also other um, you know features like the ability to embed um, their you know learning technologies inside third-party software systems. So being able to be where the where the individual user and the learner is, so that you can impact. Uh, um, uh, learning very, very efficiently um, inside and contextually inside that learning product is, is important. And also other um, things, being able to bring that software product into the learning management interface so that they can make live changes in the software through the learning interface. Those are things that you know we're, we're doing a lot of work on on our side and I think are, are quite important um, for the very, very specific uh, needs uh, in, in customer learning delivery. I'm obviously reporting goes without saying, but, you know, it's, it's really at the end of the day, um, um, organizations are looking at and studying this data so closely that being able to slice it and dice it and send it and upload it and, you know, do everything you possibly can to manipulate it is important. So, you know, powerful reporting um, is important to have part of the mix as well. Mm-hmm. Wow. Wow, that's interesting on, on uh, you know, a lot of the same, same terms as uh, – you know, employee learning, but it's the application of that is is what's different and, and what makes a learning business platform or a customer learning platform so different. So, I, I you know, I study this every day. To, to should organizations use the, the the same platform for all their audiences or should they, you know, peel off their strategic audiences and, and use dedicated platforms? And, um, you know, it's probably a, a big question there. You line up 50 people on either side and have that opinion, but without a doubt, the technology is different and the application and the mindset is different. So, uh, you know, certainly hard to argue that one size uh, fits all uh, for sure. I'm sure you're arguing. Yeah, I think my comment on that, John, is kind of to do with um, the discipline on the roadmap. You know, if you're choosing a partner to work with, you want to look around the room at a user conference and see a lot of like-minded individuals that have some similar businesses than you, right? And so, you know, if you're looking at, you know, something that's more general in nature, then, you know, it's going to have a much broader roadmap um, that, that will, will not be as, I suppose, as focused. And I think for us as a, as a company, um, you know, we want to make sure that we're, you know, we want, we want to be focused. Right? We want to be solving the hard problems for the specific markets. We don't want to let down a cohort of our customers that have some sort of very specific implementation of our software or 
are you know are focused on you know exclusively on on internal training and um, we want to continue to innovate solve problems in these particular in the two markets that we focus in uh, and do it well and and i think um that that's kind of one of the reasons um sort of why you know our our feeling is that why focus is, is is really important, and and this market, the online learning market, is just been it's been incredible in the last just what I've seen in the last five years, and in the last ten years, just there's and I think you you'll 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 say the same is that you know there's so much focus. We're starting to see much more niche applications of learning, and I think that's a good thing, um, you know, for for the industry. Oh, I, I agree. I agree. I I found a talented learning. Just to answer that question, why were there such an explosion of systems? How could we go from a dozen or 15 learning systems to hundreds uh, literally overnight? And nobody could really understand that. And my firm conclusion after after five years is is that specialization. And when uh, a learning systems vendor draws a box around what they want to do well and finds customers that are like-minded, then the innovation just runs rampant uh, because, as you said, as they're they're sitting at their user group and every one of the peers is in a similar boat as themselves, and you know all the sharing, all the knowledge, all the product requests, all workflow that developed for every new customer, every existing customer applies uh, to everyone, and so it you know allows these companies to race. Uh, in, in a direction that nobody else is racing in, and, and that's where you find yourselves. And um, I would imagine, as you uh, talk to clients uh, and, and they hear you speak, uh, or potential clients, and they hear you speak about your 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 similar experience, you know, when it matches, uh, they'll know it 100% of the time. And uh, that's the case in every segment of the industry, uh, which is really great to study. Right. But, but we're out of time uh, yeah. uh, already. That that happened so quick. I've got like 15 more questions wow. I want to ask you, but maybe <laughs> one last one. Uh, uh, any advice uh, that you can share for organizations getting started in customer learning? You know, there's, you know, I'm sure if you Google it, there's like 16 million paths you could follow. What's some uh, tactical, actionable advice uh, for the newbies getting started in this game? Yeah, great question. Um, I I suppose I think number one, uh, you'll, I think I maybe mentioned this a little bit earlier on, but you want a a mix of training options, right? Um, As I said, you know, the one-to-one, the, the consultations, the self-paced components, the ability to one-to-many, the sort of the VILT, the ILT, and the on-demand, as well as the micro-learning. You just, in, in, in the ability to sort of deliver something successfully, you're going to want to be able to mix them together, and you're going to want to be able to cre- um, manage them and curate them in a way that's going to be beneficial. To, to, to those particular users and learners, I think the onboarding is absolutely critical um, to the, to the you know process overall. Putting focus and time and effort to create a strong you know training playbook in that pathway, and and making sure that um, you know you have a way to monitor, implement, and, and curate that period is is really really important. So I would say start there and, and, and work hard at that. I think certification is a is an, is an important ally in this particular area regardless of whether it's an industry certification or not or just even a, in the certification that you apply to your users but certifications are, are important so think a little bit about them not only for your users um, and, and you can provide benefits to those users who are certified on your technology and give them more say in the product roadmap for example um, but also certifications to be able to um, make sure that your ecosystem as you grow maybe you have grow trainers or you have you know have individuals 
who are consultants in your technology, you're part of your ecosystem. You want to make sure that those individuals, um, you know, are certified on your product and able to, to deliver a high level of, um, you know, of advice. Um, last one, I think, as I mentioned before, is context learning and application learning. Understand that users, you know, need to, um, you know, they, they have to understand how to use a technology, but most of all, you want to focus on having them be successful with technology. You think about that. Um, focus on that. How do you make someone be successful in sending the best possible email marketing campaigns, not necessarily how to use your software, but how to be successful with it. Uh, I think that's a good thing to internalize. And maybe the last one is, you know, um, get the right technology. Um, it's not easy to do this by stitching lots of different technologies together. You're going to spend more time with developers connecting all these bits and bobs uh, to make them work. Um, and at scale, which, you know, most software companies, there's lots of users on platforms, uh, um, you know, do it do it in a way that's going to give you scale so that you can worry about it later. Um, and um, there's lots of, lots of ways to do that. And I know, I'm not sure we mentioned this earlier on, but we definitely just mentioned, um, talked a little bit about Salesforce, but, you know, I think having an integration for with, with Salesforce and other types of uh, technology is sort of important so that you can manage uh, one user view in one place, provision access, and, and, and gather all sorts of engagement data. So, so um, that's about it. I think those are my those are my highlights. But um, you know, as I said, um, you know we uh, you know we're excited to be sort of part of the growth of this this particular market and industry. And you know, we uh, we continue to 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 work hard to to help solve some of these harder problems. And um, you know, we're excited about the future. Wow, outstanding. Sage advice from Barry Kelly, CEO and co-founder of Thought Industries. Uh, I told you, folks, uh, he's an expert in all things uh, customer engagement and customer learning. And uh, for all the extended enterprise enthusiast listeners out there, isn't it just thrilling to hear uh, the innovation and uh, just the the thought patterns of, of extended enterprise now on, on how innovative and far-reaching and fast and technologically sophisticated it is uh, it's just absolutely thrilling to see this market develop, and uh, I'm very thankful, Barry, you came and shared your perspective here today. Uh, thanks very much. My pleasure. Thanks, John. Take care. All right. Well, thanks, everyone, for attending another episode of the Talented Learning Show podcast series. You can find more of our content at talentedlearning.com.